Hi, everybody. Hello. Today's uh, welcome to the Emotionally Healthy Leader podcast. Great to be with you. I'm with Jerry, of course. And today's theme is staying grounded when people are driving you crazy. Mm. Staying grounded when people are driving you crazy. And honey, this is the seventh podcast in a row we've done around emotionally healthy relationships. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've done seven of the eight skills so yes. far. Mm -hmm. And uh, we began, if people think of yourself as a pyramid, the bottom, with, we began with unleashing the God-given voice, yours and of your people. Mm. Community temperature reading was the first skill. Then we talked about slaying the dragon of wrong assumptions, not mind reading. Then we went into the life-saving practice of clarifying expectations. Mm. And then we moved into uh, the high-stakes decision to transform your history into a great future. Mm. We got into genogram. Mm -hmm. Then we moved into why bottling up emotions kills spiritual growth. Mm. And then last podcast was the one skill that will make or break your life and leadership incarnationalism. Mm. Yep. We've done a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, and um, <laughs> today's title about someone's staying grounded when yeah, people staying are driving you driving. crazy. Right. I mean, has anybody ever driven you crazy? Yes, you. <laughs> But I think I've driven you more crazy than I've than you've driven me crazy. Yeah, I'm sure every most of us have people in our lives that at one time or another have driven us crazy. So this should apply to a lot of us. But this skill was a game changer for us in every level, personally, maritally, and absolutely in our leadership, the skill of climb the ladder of integrity. Mm -hmm. So um, in fact, every conference we ever did live over the years, we always demonstrated this skill yeah. with pastors and leaders because it was so important. And we would give it a good hour to two hour block of time yeah. at every conference. And for many, it was the biggest impact of the entire conference was watching us model live with two people, the ladder of integrity. Yeah. And I think the reason it had such impact was, well, for many reasons, but it really brings together like so many of the other skills. Um, you know, you're not mind reading, you're making sure that you've clarified expectations. Um, you, it, it's a lot about feelings and listening and especially listening to yourself. But, um, yeah, most importantly, it gets us to our values. Now, before we continue, we launched this podcast for leaders like you who are facing complex pressures in order to live and lead out of a deep inner life with Jesus. The demand for this kind of content has far outpaced our resources to deliver this message. Your financial partnership will allow us to reach more leaders in under-resourced countries where this message is critical. So I want to invite you to join with us today by giving at emotionallyhealthy.org slash give so that together we can radically renew the leaders in God's church around the world. Thank you for your support. Now back to today's topic. So why don't we begin today on tell everyone, honey, how this got launched, how this whole skill mm -hmm. got developed and launched. And because like the other skills, so many of them came out of you and your story in particular with me and others, but why don't you start with how this even got launched? Yeah. I mean, actually this skill came out of, um, 
Another skill that I had learned in a relationship course that was actually around checking out assumptions, but I realized I just kept, and it was, it was very helpful tool because it was more than just saying, Hey, can I check out an assumption with you? It had a lot of steps to it. And I saw a lot of potential in this, in this tool, but something significantly was missing for me. And it was getting at, um, one's values, which really gets to the core of differentiation as a person. So uh, over time, I realized, yeah, clarifying expectations are great. Checking out assumptions are great. Stop mining is great. Incarnational listening was great. Right. And explore the iceberg. They were all helpful for helping me grow, but I still didn't feel like I was getting at the core uh, of differentiating as a person. And I think what I realized what went hand in hand with differentiation was being able to identify one's values. Okay, so why don't you tell them what was the issue that in particular with me that you had that mm. really began to unlock this skill and begin to really get it developed in a way that's now part of the relationships, emotionally healthy relationships course. Sure, we had been using all the skills that, that we had been learning up until that time and developing. And, um, but I wasn't able to sort of crack the nut, so to speak, on this one issue I was having around the fact that you really enjoyed watching action movies. And action movies can be very violent sometimes. And with a lot of death and I'd be watching these movies and, you know, a person's dying here and dying there and dying there. And, but yet there's no sense of the value of that life and the importance of that life. It was like, it was like putting life, minimizing life because there, there was no grieving process involved. So anyway, the, your the, nervous system was oh, my nervous, so agitated sometimes sitting watching. These yeah. Movies, yeah. My nervous system would be really agitated and, and I was also mentally disturbed at that they were presenting this image and picture that life can be just so dispensable and disposable. And, but it didn't seem to impact you the same way. And so finally, I just began to um, work with some tools and put them together to help me get at what is it that was bothering me. And again, I think a missing piece for me was the value. There was a value here that, from especially in the context of the uh, action movies, the violence that would happen was, I have a value of honoring life and I have a value of it not being seen as so disposable without great consequences, great impact in the lives of the people whose death and that was impacting. And so anyway, I, yeah, I just, I went up, I started writing these, putting these sentence stems together to help me get it. And that's what happened. I, I got to the place of, oh, I started out with my thoughts and I've got these feelings and, but why am I anxious and talking to Pete about this? It just helped me begin to uncover a lot of stuff and then finally get to my value. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of yeah, the story yeah. of it. And, and then you began, if I remember, you began to write sentence stems and, and then you began to use it in other issues of getting at your values, your integrity. Uh, and it kind of grew. We had 17 sentence stems and 12, but yeah. you, you pioneered this, we call now the ladder of integrity. Yes. Uh, and 
to be able to, it wasn't about conflict, it was about getting into no. values. And I, it was very powerful. So then you came, actually came to me at one point where I really got it, really, really got it. Mm-hmm. As you were kind of experimenting with this is when um, about, oh, probably about, uh, I don't know how many years into our journey, six, five, six years into the emotionally held discipleship journey. Uh, again, you, you came to a place recognizing there were some things, problematic issues with, with New Life Fellowship leadership. Mm. And you came to me, you were on staff at the time, and you, I can't remember exactly how you said it, but yeah. I think it was something about, Pete, I'm not sure I can stay on staff anymore because there's some things out of order here and they're just not getting addressed. Right. I mean, I did clearly say, I'm not going to quit the church, but uh, as like I did the first time, but there were some values of mine that were being violated, but, but they, I wasn't, and I wasn't imposing them yeah. on you because your values could be different. Yes. But I needed to state my value that some things were being violated that were really important to me that would cause me to maybe not continue on staff. And so Jerry doing that really precipitated in me on a, th- on a whole new level, getting at my integrity about there were a number of things that were really bothering me at church as well and leadership. And uh, I'd been leading New Life Fellowship at that point for 17, 18 years. And uh, I was stuck. I knew I was stuck. And I began to make a list of all the people and all the issues around which I was stuck. And it was quite a list. And Mm -hmm. I remember wrestling, getting alone. I remember staying up most of a night because it was so painful at I was not living my values. Mm. And I began to take some of those sentence stems Mm. and I wanted to quit rather than address some of the problems that were in the organization. And so I don't know if you remember, honey, uh, I came back to you and said, I'm not going to hire an executive pastor. I'm going to become the executive pastor of the mm. church. I'm not going to, was, I was in the process of about to write a book. So I'm not going to write that book. Mm. I'm not going to do any more speaking anywhere. I'm going to focus on not just be the lead pastor. I'm going to do what I don't like to do, what's uncomfortable to me. Uh, and what's hard for me, which is I'm going to be the executive pastor and I'm going to get in there, write job descriptions, do job reviews, mm. look at budgets, mm. plan meetings mm. differently. Mm. Think about phone calls I'm going to make. I mean, I just, yeah. The executive function of my thinking, I had never really developed it mm. because I just thought, again, back to my genogram family of origin, I don't know what I'm doing. So right, right. you can't do it, Pete. Yeah. You can't lead yourself out of a paper bag when it mm. comes to this. And that's when, I mean, God gave me such a revelation through a mentor about, hey, Pete, you've done so many good things in leadership. Why couldn't you learn this? Mm. Be at the executive functions of leadership. Mm. And so I went... God gave me the lion and the bear text from 1 Samuel 17, what mm-hmm. David says, mm-hmm. you know, I've slain the lion and bear. He says to Goliath, I'm going to slay you too. And so I started making a list of all the things I'd learned and kind of overcome in my leadership over the previous oh. you know, couple of decades. And right. it was quite a good list. I said, okay, this is a Goliath. I'm going to learn to be executive leader as well. And it was and, just and, gigantic. Yeah, and it, oh my goodness. Of course I do. <laughs> I mentioned, I remember you announcing it. And um, in our staff meeting that you're going to be taking on this other role now, because it, it was it was sort of um, vacant, you know, it was yeah. it was it was a vacant yeah. spot and there's and um, but and I knew the implications for me, like, holy smokes, now he's going to be doing two jobs. He's going to be lead pastor and the executive pastor. But I knew it was going to be for it. We had agreed it would be for a certain amount of time, but I took so much more 
I had so much more peace in knowing that you were going to live out of the integrity of getting in there in the staff team and addressing things that needed to be addressed. I, I, I was taking so much more uh, life from the fact that we, we were living out of integrity by you doing that. And so I, that was, it was okay to have those two, those two big jobs. And yes, it was going to impact me, but I'd rather have that impact. I'd rather have the impact of you doing two jobs for a period of time with an end versus you not addressing staff issues, which was a lack of integrity for me. That was worse. So this tool that we're going to talk about today, Ladder of Integrity, I mean, God used it. I I got a therapist. I I did a round of therapy. I got some mentors. But I had been avoiding a lot of hard conversations, a lot of difficult decisions. Mm -hmm. And it was really hurting not just me, not just you, but the rest of our leadership staff and the whole church and the whole movement forward in terms of mission. And it was... It was a revolution. It was a revolution for me. And actually, the whole Emotionally Healthy Leader book was written out of that years later. So let's do this. Let's Mm. talk about the tool uh, for a few minutes, and then we'll go into four or five key leadership applications of what this climb the ladder of integrity, how it can be used when people are driving you crazy. Yeah. So... What, what got me so excited about this tool was that until that point, we had developed the tools that have gone before this one, but we'd never gotten to something called values. Mm. And I realized, yes, I mean, in our families, we didn't learn how to clarify expectations. Most of our families did mind reading and, and, and make assumptions. Um, most of us in our families didn't learn how to speak clearly, Mm -hmm. respectfully. Um, and most of our families didn't teach us how to listen, but those things all seem like they could be taught and learned, but values, identifying your values always seems something like it too intangible Mm. to me. But now I was realizing, oh, we have a way of helping people. The next step is to not only, you know, be able to do these other tools to help them with important things for themselves and relationships, but it is so important to my, my um, individuation to be able to identify my values. Mm. That also is important for loving well, God, yourself, and neighbor. And so anyway, I was just really excited because there was so, there's so few things that help you identify your values. So okay, why don't you, you know? just take them through it? Like what's, what is the exactly, what, what's right. the purpose of it? Right. So, but in order to get to your value, there's other things that have to precede that. And so, again, you need to watch the course and this session to get the full breadth of what we're talking about, and to get the specifics of what we're talking about. We can't do it here. But generally... Overall, the the the, t- the uh, ladder has a progression, and the first part of let's say it's, it's in thirds. Yeah, but it's, I would say it's kind of in thirds. Like the first third of the ladder is really identifying what is going on inside of me. What are my thoughts? Like, what's the issue? What am I anxious about? Uh, what are my feelings? Um, but then that leads you to. After you kind of explore what's going on in yourself, the point is exploring all this and getting all of this so you can uncover your value. 
And uh, so that's the, that's right at the core of the, the tool of the ladder. And then you actually move into what, what I might hope for as uh, for myself and, you know, the issue. Um, yeah. As you end the ladder. So you use it when someone's driving you crazy. If something's <laughs> driving you crazy, something's yeah. really bothering you and irritating you, but you're not sure exactly what it is. Right. Frustrated. So right, right. Um, that's why if you're in leadership, this is a really important tool. So, for example, a can team- I just pause you for a moment? Yes. My Sorry. Dear. Okay. So, the reason, yes, it, it is for when somebody is driving you crazy, but what tends to happen when when someone is driving us crazy, we our our usual response is actually reactivity. Yes. Now, the other you, the other person might not see your react, reactivity, or they might see your reactivity. It might be outward, or it might be just happening on the inside of you. There's all sorts of ways our reactivity happens when something is disturbing to us. You know, whether it was a comment or whether yes. it was a, a whole project. And so, um, yeah. So I just you know again the tool, this tool, this letter of integrity is meant to help us not be reactive because our a lot of and times not to be blaming and not to be blaming because m- many times not all the times many times the reason we're reactive is because something important to us has been violated so for example let me give you some examples you, <clears throat> okay. you respond back so just you know everybody you can download a free copy of the tool itself hmm. uh just go to emotionallyhealthy.org slash ladder and uh, you can download the tool and at least look at it. Now, of course, we want you to do the whole Emotionally Healthy Relationships course. Yes. And all eight to nine skills that we're talking about yep. here in this podcast, because it's such a core part of spiritual formation for churches, for families, and for leadership. But if you want to just taste what we're talking about here, you can download the tool at emotionallyhealthy.org slash ladder. It's a one-page thing. It'd be very helpful for you. So, so say, for example, an issue, Jerry, I have a team member who's always showing up late to staff meetings week mm-hmm. after week. So I'm really bothered by it, but I'm not sure what to do with it. I climb the ladder and I may discover that one of my values is respecting everybody's time. And if I'm leading a meeting that we start and end on time and are respectful. Yeah. Uh, or just even simply, I have a value of um, being told ahead of time that you know, I'm not. Someone's going to be late or something like that because that their lateness may be impacting the whole meeting, okay. kind of a thing. Yeah. So let's say <laughs> someone's we're, we're you're out to dinner with someone and they're always texting during the meal, mm-hmm. okay, and it's really bothering you. Mm-hmm. So how might the latter help me then, or you in that case? What might be an example of how the latter could help you unearth a value and a way to maybe approach the situation? Yeah, well, it's going to help me identify my value of um, that are that that you that you value time with me enough to focus on me and not your phone. So yeah, yeah, it's great. Okay, there's lots of examples, right? Yeah. I you know, I mean, so we'll go into when we do some applications. Or in my case, I had some people who were in roles in the church, either as volunteers or paid, that were not doing their role. They were not doing what they were meant to do, whether it's be a youth volunteer or children's worker or administration. And they're saying they're doing something, but they're not. And I 
wouldn't say anything because I don't want to hurt their feelings. <laughs> and the latter really helped me say, no, I really value uh, that we have integrity as a church. And if we're, especially if we're paying someone that they're doing the job they're being paid for with the church's funds. And that my role as a lead pastor was to be stewarding that, not just their financial resources, but people's time energy as well. You also value honesty. I do value honesty. I stop. <laughs> it really helped me stop lying. Yeah. <laughs> it did. It did. So uh, climb the ladder of integrity. This tool is so tremendous because it helps you get honest and clear. It helps has helped me to help now thousands of others get honest and clear about what's really going on inside of you. Yes. Not and so and what the values that's being violated. The the title is a little deceiving. Okay, uh, about <laughs> it's true. when others are driving you crazy because it sounds like it's their it, fault. It's not their fault. It's about them. But the latter is not about them. The latter is about me. Yeah. About you. About what's going on because it's it seems like if somebody's driving you crazy, it's their problem, but it's actually my problem exactly. because they might be doing the same thing with somebody else, and it's not driving them crazy, but it's driving me crazy because there's something in it usually of uh, a value for me that's being violated. Well said, honey. Well said. <laughs> All right, let's do four leadership applications. Okay. Okay, we'll go back and forth mm-hmm. here. Um, the first is that the ladder of integrity is a powerful tool to live with integrity and out of one's values every day, daily. And... Uh, Few of us have been taught how to do that. Of course, we see that beautifully in the life of Jesus, who was so centered, so anchored, lived out of his values of what the Father had given him to do. Uh, and he was at peace and content and was able to move along amidst so much pressure of people who had agendas for his life and different values that he did. Oh, man, it led to such boldness and courage on his part. I mean, amazing. I, I just read this morning in my own time with Jesus, morning prayer, that he goes to dine at a Pharisee's house. And he does not wash his hands like was expected. Mm. And they get upset. And he mm. says, you clean the outside of the cup and dish, but you're not concerned about what's on the inside. Mm. And he just lived according to his values. And he makes a point. Very, yeah, very powerful. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So why don't you, honey, give it, you gave a, you know, living with congruence and integrity. This first one about it's a powerful tool to live with integrity. You had mentioned, in, I mentioned this to you about you and the environment. Oh, yeah. Walked out, how sure. Walked I mean, no, just very... And food. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, two simple examples for me is um, that I, yeah, I I will do or not do certain things um, because of my value of the environment. You know, like we 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 want to use we want to use sustainable materials, and you know, we we want to compost, and you know, there's a lot of things we do in our life because of our value of the environment. And there's certain things I won't do because of my value of the environment. Um, another value I recently found out that I have and I'm trying to act on is, you know, when we go out to dinner. Um, I, I've been disappointed so many times, not because of Pete, but because of the environment you go, we've gone out to dinner and even a simple dinner can cost a lot of money, especially in New York city. And not only is it a lot of money and maybe the food wasn't that great and it's noisy as anything that we can't really even enjoy conversation. And especially if that's with other people, a few more people, but even when we've gone out by ourselves and, you know, the next table is six inches away from us. And I realized, you know, I have a value of how I spend my money 
for the purpose of having us experience communion with each other and good food when we went out, go out. So I guess part of my va- my value is, um, I'm, my value is to know where I'm going, what's happening in that restaurant yeah. before I go. So I don't just, I'm not just throwing away my money or precious communion time for us. Yeah. And the holidays for me, last Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. uh, I had a value with the we with our grandchildren and our children and son-in-laws that I wanted to have a, some special time or some container that we would share Thanksgiving gratefulness. Mm, yeah. But we had five children, seven years and under right. with us, right. which is really challenging, but we were able to carve out a time about an hour actually around a fire miraculously miraculously because four of them took naps at the same time it was fantastic and we had a really great time but it really came out of i was struggling and wrestling before that get together was this is really important value for me for this day we're going to have together and it worked it was great and but not only did it just i mean it was miraculous that they all slept like an hour and a half but then you initiated uh said okay here we are as adults let's you know Let's, would you, I want to invite you to do this. And they were very, very, and so again, if you are one of the signs that you need to do a ladder, so to speak, or a ladder could be helpful is when you've got angst in your side of yourself and you become aware of that angst, but you're not quite sure, you know, what's it's what it's all about. And that's when the ladder is really helpful. And there's a lot of angst around the holidays. Let's do Christmas. Well, I know. So I realized when you were talking about Thanksgiving, like, oh yeah, I mean, our family will be getting together at Christmas and have we identified our different values for that time together so that we can, you know, honor that and, yes. and honor that in each other. So they, uh, that's something I think um, I want to pursue. Yeah. And we, we, we've begun to have conversations about how we might want to do gift giving going into this Christmas. So fantastic. All right. A second application for leadership around the ladder of integrity is this that it is a tremendous tool for helping us discern God's will for our lives. In other words, our sealed orders that Mm. God has for us. So last September, for example, Jerry and I went away for a weekend, three days, four days, a few days, but it was really about discernment. And I was getting in touch with my values of how I want to spend my time. Now, Emotionally Healthy Mm. Discipleship is a global organization. I'm the leader of it, the CEO of it. And there's lots of things that need to be done. At the same time, I felt there's this things inside of me that God had given me to do. And I I was feeling conflicted Mm -hmm. because I wasn't getting them because of some of the demands. And so we spent a couple of days, four days, but a couple of days really focused on what are the values that God's put in me that are in that are really God's voice for me? And then how can we begin to make how can I begin to make some steps to move towards that? Yeah, I could I and just remember there being such a jumble of yeah. of things <laughs> that were happening, especially in your life and looking at the calendar, the year calendar, and uh I could see the jumbleness of it. And I think I recommended I think you need to do a ladder around your values to bring some of this into better focus as to what is most important. And how significant has that been? It's now it's three months later. Very significant. Very significant. Yeah. Really significant. Has tremendous ripple effect. Okay. Number three, it's an incredible tool, the ladder of integrity, for discipleship and leadership development. Mm. Now, yep. you know, it can be used so many situations. Now, why don't you, why did we do it at every conference? 
why at every leadership conference, pretty much every year, we would work with two people and have them modeled it live. A person walk through the ladder uh, in front of you know hundreds of other pastors and leaders. Well, I'd love to hear your answer to that first. Well, I want to hear your answer. For a second. <laughs> oh, because it gave, first of all, it was live. And so people could see the, how the process, how difficult it was, but it was a live model of there's another way of living that's reflective, thoughtful, <clears throat> wrestles with God and oneself so that you're living out of a deep integrity with God and yourself in other relationships and it's frees everyone around you it's not about blaming it's not about criticizing anyone it's about living the life god's given you to live yeah. and so and we had somebody we could tell so many stories here of people's stories but it's so powerful to see people get free to live their authentic selves in christ as leaders right and then you see the ripple it has in a whole team and even a church right and now the ladder is not a one and done in other words you kind of go up the ladder but because it's all about you exploring what's going on inside of you. And that's not usually going to take place in one, you know, 20 minute thing. Exactly. And so the, although you did, we did demonstrate it at the conference, what people didn't see, although we told them that the hours that Pete spent with the person who was sharing their ladder. And that's why it was such a mentoring tool because if I have to, Describe biblically what the ladder is. I would say it is take the log out of your own eye before you take the speck out of your neighbors. And Mm. so Pete was spending hours with helping a person unpack their thoughts, their feelings, the anxiety, you know, et cetera, et cetera, and all getting to why this issue is important to them. But, you know, again, things have layers. That's the truth. So So you can go up at seven. We we went up. People could do the ladder oh, seven, eight, nine times yeah. to get at other levels. I love, honey, why didn't we ever say that so clearly in the videos for the relationship course that it's about taking the lock out of your own eye? And that's why it's, you, it's a, such a, uh, a self-transfer. It can, it can be a self-transformational tool because you, you realize like, oh, wow, there is a lot going on beneath the surface of me and in me that has nothing to do with that other person. And actually, so it's very freeing. You're you're free from blaming them. You're free from reacting from them. You're simply uncovering your get to a value. And then you're, you know, you're, you're left with, if you do want to share this with him, you're sharing with them. You're, you're sharing your value. You're not attacking. You're not blaming. And um, so, yeah, it was really... It's fantastic. Mm. All right, let's do the last one uh, as we close here. <laughs> a great leadership application, if not the greatest, is that ladder is a powerful tool to grow and mature in differentiation. Mm-hmm. Now, I've got a couple of great examples. Differentiation mm-hmm. is our capacity to define our goals in life and calling apart from the pressures around us. So it's remaining connected to people, yet not allowing their behaviors or reactions to control us. And so, you know, this is hard work, but the ladder is a tremendous tool to mature and grow in differentiation because as you use the stems, some of them we find out are very helpful to help us get clear on, oh, this is what God's calling me to do. This is what it meant. This is what I want. This is what I long for. This is what I value. Mm. So uh, I, I have a list of 
examples for me, and I'll, I'll mention a few, and then you can jump in with yours. So I allowed, for example, prior to getting a hold of my own integrity and differentiation level growing, I would allow people to function in leadership and power that really shouldn't be, shouldn't have been in power and leadership. And uh, I was just afraid of upsetting the apple cart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't want to rock boats. But I began to, when someone would say, say even a, a fellow elder would say an inappropriate remark at an elder meeting that was maybe sarcastic or hurtful, I wouldn't let it slide anymore. Mm. I would call that person, I can think of one in particular in the past, I called them and had a discussion about it. Mm. And But it was my, it was my value of, we're going to function at a very high level here as a board. Mm. And nothing, nothing slides. Yeah, I mean, I guess for me, what comes to mind is how I discovered, I mean, seven years, I guess at least seven years after planning New Life, which was day and night, day and night, day and night, with all sorts of needs, just surrounded by a sea of needs constantly, that I needed nature for my mm. for my for my wholeness like i needed nature for my mental emotional spiritual and physical health and that getting value of my value of nature is so important for my health that it's a non-negotiable i must have that as part of my life but it wasn't yes. for, I, before those you know first seven eight years nor did i even know how to identify a value so that was a really was important huge. for me. I recently, if you remember, honey, I uh, we have a board at Emotional Discipleship. Mm-hmm. And about a year ago, realized we needed to transition from a what's called a founder's board mm-hmm. in our first 10 years to more of a, a wider, broader board as we begin to build out EH Discipleship for the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years. So I asked two people on the board to step off the board, mm-hmm. uh, and these people I love, uh, so that we could have room for some other people to come on. And we actually added four new people as those two stepped off. But it took a bit of differentiation on my part. Again, it was the value of I'm stewarding the organization for the long-term whole. Yes, they're my friends, but my first responsibility is to steward the, uh, in a sense, all that God has entrusted to us Mm -hmm. for the the global church in the years to come. Right. So it really is, it does bring out... um, the need for differentiation and certainly increases your differentiation level. And it also brings out your true self. That's true. So to end our time, we want to really encourage you to do this course. Uh, even if you do it with, you know, five to 10 people to start, but it's a course yes, and that you go to our website and learn how to do it as a course yeah. uh, at emotionallyhealthy.org slash training. We've got this wealth of training materials of how do you lead it? It's not complicated, but it is serious. Right. And again, you want to go through it first yourself as a, a leader with some other folks. And the reason we call it a course is because there there's several aspects to it. Um, you know, there's not just meeting once a week uh, to do to go through the study, but it, there's uh, the daily office, there's homework, there's practicing, whatever. So it's all those things together that make it powerful and you can't cut corners and just do part of it or some of it. And don't always explain how all eight skills fit together. It's a pyramid. I think we've been talking about the podcast. So you want, we want you to do all the course. Yeah. All the core. Oh, right. Right. All eight sessions, all eight sessions, yeah, all eight sessions. but in each session, each session, you know, has 
a lot of a lot to it. And like we said, in terms of um, homework and practicing yeah. the skill and readings and daily office and um, all those things are important. And the great thing is once you get the workbook, uh, uh, the videos are free. You can download them. You can stream them uh, for free once you buy yourself the workbook and day by day. And you can get that anywhere. But if you're not ready quite for that, you can go. You can just download the Ladder of Integrity, which is what we've been talking about today. Just go to uh, emotionallyhealthy.org slash ladder, and you can get the one-page uh, ladder with this 12-sentence stems, and that'll at least give you a sense of what we've been talking about throughout this podcast. Right. And um, actually, just to end, here is a picture of it. There it is, there the ladder. Is. Thank you. Honey, it's been great to be with you, everybody. Thank you so much. God bless you. You have a wonderful Thank you. day.